What is up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bats, where there is a lot happening this week in the baseball world. It's the offseason, but that means winter meetings happen, and they are happening right now. They go on until Wednesday. We'll talk all about the winter meetings, what's happening there, what exactly the winter meetings are. Also, some Shohei Otani news came out, which is a perfect time for this week in Shohei Otani news. We're going to talk about potential landing spots, uh, some of the front runners, how likely it might be for him to end up there. A big, big trade that happened Sunday night in the baseball world. We got a lot to talk about. Let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track. At the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. And gone. What a game. What a moment. What is up, my friends? Happy New Week. There's still a lot going on in the baseball world, Alex. Um, first off, this weekend, how was your weekend? What'd you do? What have you done since we last talked? I mean, I think the most important thing that happened this weekend was Ben being in Vegas and sleeping through our meeting mm. yesterday, completely forgetting what was going on. So I just wish I was there Vegas. to see Party Ben. I love it, which is okay. I, I've been keeping it mellow this week because I leave for Mexico on Wednesday and I'm going to be in Cancun at the Closer to the Sun Festival for like a week. So what, is it? what is it? Closer to the Sun Festival? It's like slightly stupid stick figure pepper it's like that whole genre it's like a four-day music festival with music from like noon to 2 a.m okay yeah on the beach it's gonna be wow. great that'll be cool yeah it's gonna be wild be cool. yeah vegas was fun uh-huh. uh good time uh-huh. <laughs> miss the meeting yeah which i love but I yeah love that you for know you. vegas that's you know, okay happened. you know what else happened this weekend what the winter meetings kicked off yes sunday everybody is in nashville like this is the place to be i went to the winter if you're meetings in last baseball. year you did in San Diego. Yeah, I was in San Diego. You drove this down. year, it's a little bit further away. A little further. So I, here's the, I drove down last year, had never experienced the winter meeting. I have never experienced so it, so give it to mind, us. And this is, this is the perfect explanation, because last year, you know, I haven't, I, I was playing a few years ago, really had no idea on this side of the, the business, like what exactly the winter meetings are. So I was like, wow, they're down in San Diego. I'll drive down for a day. <laughs> so I drove down there, and it is the biggest just, networking event for baseball media people of all time. So I get there, obviously, you know, it's the same at the World Series. You know, everybody's there. It's the same thing, same crew. They're just all at the winter meetings. So I get there. I'm talking to some of the people last year. I'm just like, so what is this? (laughs) So basically, the winter meeting started a long time ago before cell phones, before phones and all the GMs would get together, have meetings. And then at the end of the night, they, you know, I could say, hey, you want to let's go to the bar, grab a drink, and mm-hmm. they'll write down trades on a piece of paper or things like that. And yeah. that's where deals would get done. So deals still do get done at the winter meetings. Obviously, all the GMs, a lot of managers, players show up looking for jobs. That all happens in this one place. But really, I just feel like it's a massive like networking event for the media and to talk to people. And everybody just convenes in this one place. As you said, it's Nashville this year. And, uh, yeah, a lot of trades and free agent talk goes down. I mean, it's crazy when you think about it. When you have every GM, right, Uh, all the top agents, reporters, like it is the place to be. And we're already getting some kind of big names and rumors floating around of deals that should be getting done this week. Like this is probably the biggest deal week during the offseason. And one of the first names you kind of hear floating around is, 
Juan Soto, we, we heard some rumors there, possibly Blue Jays, Yankees, but then the Blue Jays maybe were in contention for Otani, so they were keeping it quiet until we see what happens with Otani this week. But th besides that, like Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell, like these are some names we might see moving this week. Yeah, they're all, all the biggest names. What happens, and maybe those names don't sign or yeah. get traded this week, but it just really gets the ball rolling. When I was there last year, um, you know, you, you hit up, I, I know some bigger agents in, in the baseball agency industry and, you know, would hit them up and say, hey, I'm at the winter meetings and they're all, I'm, you know, some of them would say, I'm in meetings from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. tonight. It's That's just crazy. like a massive, like going around, talking to GMs, talking to their players, doing this, doing that. And yeah, I mean, there are a lot of guys. Kyle Tucker was at the winter meetings last year. So players do go. Interesting. Um, a lot of them just go. I think he won an award and ended up being there, but. Uh, there are a lot of players that are free agents. They're looking for jobs. Will show up and mm -hmm. talk to GMs, talk to um, talk to managers and stuff. So it is. It. I walked away feeling like I'm glad I went. Yeah. I one day was fine for me. I like go. What do you do? Just like kind of hang out in the lobby of the main. Is there like one main place where like everything happens, where everyone stays? So. Last year when it was in San Diego, it was like this massive convention center. Well, okay. it, was, it was at a hotel. Yeah. So, that has you know, conference rooms, like big yeah. conference rooms. So you everywhere. walk in okay. and it's like the lobby of the hotel and there's just so much going on. Like yeah. you immediately realize what's happening. And then there's like these conference centers where meetings will happen. Um, this was last year when um, David Justice was inducted into the Hall of Fame via the committee. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with Jim Leland. So mm. Jim Leland will probably be there. Okay. Uh, within a few days and do a press conference there uh, for the Hall of Fame. And, you know, they'll do meetings there. Players will show up and do talks. And you know, it's just, there's a lot going on. Last year was the WBC. So yeah. all the W, this was crazy, actually. All the WBC managers flew in. And Mr. Kuriyama of Team Japan flew from Japan for that one meeting, That's that crazy. one night, and flew out the next day. So it was like a 15-hour flight there. Had like a 30-minute obligation. Just a little commute. A Easy commute. A 30-minute obligation. NBD. Got a dinner, flew back the next day, another 15 hours. Well, it's what you got to do. It's the winter meetings. We already had our first trade last night. Mariners and Braves. Break yep. it down for us. <laughs> this trade was was wild. So, yes, the, the Mariners and Jerry DePoto up to their, their old antics, trading, trading, making a million trades. That's what they do. This one... A bit confusing, so bear with me here. Here are the details. The full deal. Mariners send Jared Kalnick, left-handed pitcher Marco Gonzalez, and first baseman Evan White, prospect, mm -hmm. to the Braves for pitchers Jackson Coar and Cole Phillips. That is what you call a head-scratcher. Yeah. That's, that's it? That's all the Braves have to send to get Jared, Jared Kalnick? And, and the Braves, by the way aren't even planning on, on keeping Marco Gonzalez. The fallout from last night's Braves. Mariners trade. The Braves do not plan on keeping left-hander Marco Gonzalez. Expected to be part of another deal. Destination unknown. So, crazy. Jared Kelnick, one of the biggest prospects in baseball as he was coming up, uh, makes his debut over the last couple of years. Doesn't go well. Last year really shows signs of becoming that superstar that uh, I think many people thought he could be. Then injuries kind of messed up his season. So it looks like he kind of turned things around last year and become that superstar. That's the big piece here. Uh, and then to get in return, and, and another prospect, Evan White. So to get in return 
two pitchers for the Braves uh, that aren't, you know, that that aren't these massive big time prospects. The question becomes, what are the Mariners doing? Yeah. Really? That's it? That's the whole trade? So to me, this is a massive salary dump. It has to be. Mm -hmm. And then the question becomes, well, what are they doing with that? And if the answer is going to be nothing, it's a direct slap in the face to every Seattle Mariners fan, to every player on the team, to everybody in the organization. The only way this is even remotely acceptable is if they're shedding money to go get some big-time, major-league-ready talent, all-stars, Shohei, hell, I don't care. I mean, what, what are you I mean, doing? That, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Are, are you doing this to make space and create space for Shohei Otani? Because they kind of, a month or two, a, a couple weeks ago, I think maybe it was like, oh, Mariners, out of the Shohei Otani race. Could be a tactic. Yeah. Could be like, hey, we just don't want anybody to know about this. We're going to do this under wraps. Yeah, so this We know just, we like Seattle. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I, it, it doesn't make sense unless the yeah. caveat being unless they already have plans and, and the ball in motion on other things and they realize they were going to need to shed some some money and and get free up some of the books a little bit other than that it just doesn't make sense you finally get your guy jared jared Kelnick was the guy before julio was going to be the guy yeah. right he was a little bit ahead he was a superstar he was going to change the organization he was the left-handed outfielder for the mariners going forward he was going to be God's gift to Earth, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't exactly work out as planned, and he kept going up and down and up and down, and he was he uh, he was the epitome of the 4A player, right? Way too good for AAA, mm -hmm. not quite figuring it out at the big leagues. But last year he did, and he started to. And now you're just trading him away uh -huh. to the Braves for for something that you didn't get near enough in return for. Clearly a salary dump. Why becomes the answer, and if there is no why then this is unacceptable and makes absolutely no sense. Well, that leads us to the biggest name in free agency right now. At winter meetings yesterday, we found out breaking news. Shohei Otani is going to be making his decision, most likely this week. Well, 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 that leads perfectly, Alex, uh -huh. into this week in Shohei Otani news. And because of that news that you just mentioned, last week on this segment, we said, okay, what we're going to do Every week until he signs, yeah. we're going to go team by team saying some of the most popular teams of, that I think he could sign with and why he would be a good fit there. Well, we did get some new news that came out saying Shohei Otani is likely to decide on a team within the next week, mm -hmm. according to a source engaged with the top end of the free agent market. So... Well, we might not have time to go team by team for too long. So what we're going to do is take three of the most popular teams, in my opinion, go through them, some of the pros and cons and all of that. But we really got to expedite this we process got Because it can happen at any moment. We are officially on Shohei Otani Watch right now. Winter meetings yep. kicked off Sunday. That's when the news came out. They end on Wednesday. So there's a good chance that it happens sometime within that time frame. So we're going to go through, as Ben mentioned, the top three landing spots that you think He's going to end up going to give a pro, a con, yep. and rating. So let's get started. First team, the Braves. I, I The Atlanta Braves are still a player in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. And uh, we have the potential lineup in the board here. If you're watching and not just listening, obviously, it's unbelievable. And it, it's extremely an deep lineup. and incredible. Yes. 
Um, so the Braves are still players here. Even as of uh, Monday, we saw the news that, yes, the Braves are still involved. So to me, Alex, the, the big pro. glaring pro uh -huh. is that they have the biggest World Series window, I, I think, of, of anybody. I mean, you could, you could pitch me the Baltimore Orioles, and I would be like, okay, okay I could see that, but they're not Soon. there yet. Yeah. The Braves are there. Mm -hmm. They're here. Their World Series window is open. It started a, a, a couple of years ago, and it's going to go for a long time. Why? Well, another pro being... Most of this lineup that we that we see in the wall it's here, young. Acuna, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, mm -hmm. Albies, Sean Murphy, Michael Harris, they're all signed up and, and locked up for years and years. This lineup is not going anywhere. So that's obviously a, a really big pro. Another one would be the pitching for the Braves. Mm -hmm. This coming season... Your pitching's in fine shape. Yeah. Well, guess who's not going to be able to pitch next year? Otani. Shohei. Guess who will be able to pitch in 2025? Otani. So that's when the Braves' pitching rotation gets a few more question marks. Okay. It's 2025. Not 2024. They'll be fine next year. 2025, more question marks. Well, what better way to answer that question than with a guy like Shohei Otani who will be able to pitch in 2025? So the pros to me are obvious yeah. and uh, a very, uh, a very, I would say this scenario, it wouldn't shock me if it happens. Yeah, okay, so pros are obvious yeah. with the Braves, right? It works well right now, and then it works well once he's back to full yep. health and is able to Short pitch term, again. Short-term, long-term. Short-term, long-term. What is the con here for the Braves? Well, the, the big con for me, I think, is, you know, I talked about this lineup and yeah. how long they have everybody locked up for, and everybody knows the Braves way, right? You, yeah. you, you have all these superstars on Small big contract. contracts that are, really aren't a ton of money, and Cheap. you look at that's it what and I meant say, to say, wow, that's, that's a crazy deal. But they have so many of them yeah. that are really, it's great for the team's future, but... I don't think they are able to offer Shohei the biggest contract possible mm. because of all those deals they do have. They yeah. don't have that much room uh, under the cap space. They don't have, I don't think, that much money available to okay. go and give half of a billion dollars or more to Shohei Otani. All right, on to the next team that I think most people think is at the top of the Shohei Otani sweepstakes the Dodgers. Why is this a good landing spot for Otani? I, I think. The biggest reason and the most glaring pro mm -hmm. to me is their core of superstar players. Mm. I mean, look, we got the lineup in the wall again. Look at the top of this potential lineup Oof. if they land Shohei. Whew. Mookie Betts, yep. Freddie Freeman. MVPs everywhere you look. You add Shohei Otani there, you have Mookie, Freddie, Shohei. MVP, MVP, MVP. Yeah. What's not to like about that? It hasn't worked for Shohei Otani with one other MVP in the lineup. I'm sure it might work if you have two yeah, other MVPs. I think that's more in the, the franchise. Lineup. So yeah, this core of superstars to me is um, is glaringly obvious reason that he could end up there. Another mm -hmm. one being, I feel like we've been talking about it for over a year. We have, but the money, the money behind this. What have they been doing over the last year? Clearing, clearing space, space for Shohei. Yep. Clearing space, making room, getting well under the well under the the luxury tax. They have money to spend. Nobody right now. Well, there are teams that that could, but nobody that's a player for Shohei mm -hmm. has more money 
to spend on Shohei than the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's that's the that's another glaringly obvious one. Yeah. Another one, location, familiarity. He lives in he lives just outside of Los Angeles. He mm -hmm. lives in California. Geographical location, a huge pro for me. Um, for him, but for me, yeah. for this, for, for the all of us. Uh, oh, one of too. one of the big reasons he he signed with the Angels initially is yeah. because of the geographical location. Better and for Japan. Better for people in Japan to, to be able to games. watch. Yeah. And the the night games are easy for them to watch. The mm -hmm. day games are even more possible to watch. On the East Coast, it's much more difficult for people in Japan to watch. I do think that plays a role. Is it the biggest factor? No, but it is definitely a pro. His familiarity mm -hmm. with California in general, yep. it's not that far of a move for him. And the geographical location of Los Angeles, I think, is something he likes as well. So money, superstars, this incredible lineup, and, uh, and familiarity. All I'm hearing is that it's a perfect fit with the Dodgers. Is there anything that's a downside? Is there a con put well, for Shohei to the Dodgers? Now we have to get to the cons for the Los Angeles Dodgers, which are none. Exactly. I, I do not see. Exactly. I do not see a con for Shohei Otani. I don't either. Uh, for the Dodgers, in terms of whether or what they present to Shohei, does that mean he's going to sign there? No. It just means there are plenty of pros, mm -hmm. and there's really not a con. They got the money. Yep. They have the stars. They have the their World Series window is there as well. That's a very good team. It's a good lineup. Uh, they need pitching. I guess that could have been close to it, but th they're going to need uh, they're going to need some pitching, and he mm -hmm. fills that void starting in 2025. So, to me, this Dodgers fit there's really not a con to it. What would you rate this fit? I, I would say this is a this is a nine out of a ten. Oof. Uh, a ten is a sure thing. Obviously, it's not a sure thing yet, uh, but okay. I do think this fit for for Shohei would be. A nine out of ten. Mm -hmm. This makes so much sense. All the this sense. This makes the most sense. Yep. I've been clamoring on about the Dodgers, and we both have for, Since last, for last year over this time. a year at this point. So uh, the fit seems to make sense. Will it happen? I don't know. There are plenty of other. There are at least a handful of other teams that will have a say in this. But the Dodgers are certainly a great fit. And if Shohei wants to be a Dodger. He will be a Dodger soon, and no, and it will just have made a lot of sense. The best part is we haven't heard anything about it either. It's been very quiet with the Dodgers camp. We've, I think everybody had that idea like, oh, I think that's going to be his top landing spot. But we haven't heard anything. No leaks, no rumors, nothing. It's been quiet. There's also the aspect of everything can make... Nobody really talks about if Shohei doesn't want to be a Dodger, yeah. he ain't going to be a He's Dodger, be, no matter yeah. how good the fit is. Yeah. And if he does, well, then he will be. But yeah, you can have all you can have the best fit in the world for any team out there. But if a player, for whatever reason, and mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what the reason is, has said, I don't really see myself there, then everything we talk about doesn't matter. Gone. It literally doesn't matter. Yep. He ain't going to go there anyway. All right, well, let's move on to our third of the top three landing possible mm -hmm. spots for Shohei Otani, and that's the Cubs. Why would the Cubs be a good fit for Otani? Well, the biggest pro for me is their solid young core of players that will be around for a while. I really like Nico Horner. Uh, again, the lineup is up here in the wall, uh, but the top of the lineup, Christopher Morrell, Nico Horner, Shohei Otani, you got Ian Happ, Seiya Suzuki's on mm -hmm. the team, Dansby Swanson, their new big uh, big acquisition there last year, going to be there for a while. I love PCA in the outfield. Pete Crow Armstrong, I think, is going to get his chance, uh, depending on what happens with Cody Bellinger. But I, You're I'm, thinking there might be a chance he comes back? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I do think there okay. could be a chance. But I, I think if he doesn't, a big reason for that is because they believe in Pete Crow Armstrong out in the outfield, who will immediately okay. uh, prove to be one of the best defensive center fielders in all of baseball. The second you watch him out there, you realize. So uh, their solid young core to me is a big, big reason. Another one, another yeah. pro, they got the money to spend. You see what they've done this offseason, right? Okay, mm -hmm. as of now, Cody Bellinger is off the books for yeah. next year. Frees up some space. You pay the most money ever for a new manager and Craig Council to, to switch teams, switch rivals within the division, come over and be your manager. And I said it at the time. This is a sign. Yeah. This is a sign They're that the Cubs are going to, the Cubs are going for it. You mm -hmm. don't do that and then just kind of stand pat in the offseason and not do anything. You got the solid young core. You got money you're ready to spend. And I, I do think both of those reasons are a big reason why Shohei Otani could end up with the Chicago Cubs. Okay, what, what's a downside? What's a con going to the Cubs? Uh, I, I don't think they're there yet. No. I think they're on the cusp of being a, a playoff team. They were like this we year. I think that could be mm -hmm. again next year. And you could even tell me they get into the playoffs next year. And I say, yeah, okay, that makes cool. sense. I, I believe in the direction this team is going. But... Their World Series window isn't yet open yet, which is yeah. what we've talked about with these other teams. The Dodgers, the Braves, those World Series windows are open. We talked about it last year with or last week with the Texas Rangers. Obviously, their World Series windows mm -hmm. open. They just won it a, a, a month ago. So I, I just think the con for this Cubs team is Shohei wants to win. Yeah. And I think he wants to win now. He's spent he far should. too long on a team that hasn't done any winning. Uh, will the Cubs win next year? Yeah, you could tell me they make the playoffs. I'd say that makes sense. You could tell me they finish 500, and I'd say that makes sense. You could tell me they get to the World Series. I'd say, what? I, I don't know if that's going to happen yet. So I do think that's a con for Shohei. Is I think he wants to sign long-term. I think yeah. he wants to find his forever home. But the Cubs are still a couple years away, and maybe that's something he's okay with because he believes in the direction they're going and the solid young core that's the biggest pro for the Cubs. Uh, but they're just not ready right now. And he he deserves to be in a place that can win now. Yep. He is the best player in baseball, changing the game, and he has yet to play, even play in a playoff game. Yep. So it's kind of a big deal. What would you rate Otani to the Cubs? I think the, I think at the beginning of the offseason, I would have given the Cubs about a two or a three. I'm going to give them okay. a seven right now. I do think this is a. I, I think this the Cubs are big time players in this, and I, I I would even go further and say if it's not the Dodgers, I do think it'll be the Cubs. Interesting. They've, so they're your number two. They are. They've become bigger and bigger players here, and, okay. and it's it's interesting with with Shohei. I, I think this is this is fascinating. I was talking to to some people about this over the last week, but if you sign a guy like Shohei, yeah, right, say it's going to cost you. $600 million. And this conversation is less about like what, um, where Shohei might sign and more just like what Shohei brings. An when, entire when country you sign him. with him. Well, yes, an entire country, but you're, you're spending over half a billion dollars for what you get on the field, which yeah. I think is worth it. But if you sign a guy mm -hmm. like Shohei Otani for the rest of his career, think about what that does for a city, yep. for a team, for a fan base. Let's say Shohei plays 10 more years, 12 more years, whatever you want to say. His legacy with that team doesn't stop them. No. He, for, for years and years and years, and if he History continues on this trajectory forever, for, forever, mm -hmm. Shohei will be remembered as 
this player. He ain't going to yeah. be remembered as, a, as an angel unless he re-signs there long term. No. He's going to be remembered forever for where he signs in a few days. Yeah. And that's a really cool opportunity, I think, for these teams because you're getting the greatest talent the game has ever seen. You're getting a future Hall of Famer on your team. You're getting potentially, if his career continues this way, the greatest baseball player to ever play the game of baseball. Mm -hmm. And he will forever be a insert team. And that doesn't end when his career does. That still continues to bring fans to the stadium because, oh, my God, Shohei played here. I remember the first time I went to Yankee Stadium, to old Yankee Stadium. Oh, my God, Babe Ruth played here. He's still oh, in yeah. that batter's box. That's so cool. He'll continue to sell jerseys, to put people in the stands, to be a legacy forever in that city. And I think whatever team ultimately signs him, potentially in the next few days, will forever change the landscape of baseball and has an opportunity to sign a player that might be the greatest baseball player of all time and have him go into the Hall of Fame wearing your team's hat. And I just think that's such a cool opportunity. I mean, worth every penny. Yeah. Worth every single penny. All yeah. right. This is so exciting. Again, we're going to be on Shohei Otani Watch now until he signs because apparently it's happening this week, which is really exciting. But now we're going to move on to a new segment that we're doing, okay? Top 50 players for 2024. So think about it like a one-season fantasy draft, right? Yeah, uh, essentially. So top 50, like you said, and I, I put, some, put some time into this. It uh -huh. is very difficult to come up with not necessarily like which players are going to be in the top 50, but like picking between 50 and 49, for uh -huh. instance, or even bigger, 50 and 51. Yeah, like who, who's not making who it? Who do you put just outside of the top 50? But every show from now until, well, whenever we get through the top 50, but it's pretty yeah. much going to take us up through up to the up to the beginning of the season, uh, going to go through five players starting mm -hmm. today at number 50 and go all the way up through number one. So today will be 50 through 46. All right, well, let's get started with number 50. Phillies catcher JT Realmuto. Yeah, JT Realmuto comes in as the first player on this list, starting at number 50. One of the better catchers in baseball. Uh, I, I would say probably last year, not his best season, but as a catcher to hit 252 mm -hmm. with 20 homers, 63 RBIs, 16 stolen bases, 28 doubles. He does it all. He can run. You're not often seeing catchers steal yep. close to 20 bags. He can hit for an average. He can hit for power. Uh, he, he really limits people on the bases. He, again, one of, if not the best catcher in baseball, there are some young guys that are taking a big step and maybe have passed him, but I love JT Real Muto, and I think he's, uh, he's absolutely deserving of being on this list. Mm -hmm. well, let's move to 49, who was one of the biggest free agents on the market in signings last year, Dansby Swanson. Yeah, I, I really like Dansby. And again, you have to think of what he brings to the table. It's a premier position, mm -hmm. shortstop position, and you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that plays that position better defensively than Dansby does. New, new team, new city last year, a lot going on, but I think he really came into his own at the end of the year. The second half of the season, he did really well. Yep. Ended up hitting 244 last year with 22 homers. I think he's going to take another step forward this year offensively and maybe get back to those numbers that we saw from him in 2022 and his yep. last year with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I, I like Dansby a lot. He's at this on this list at number 49. Okay, from one shortstop to another shortstop at 48, Carlos Correa. Yeah, was Carlos Correa good enough last year to be named a top 50 player in baseball? No, he wasn't. Mm -hmm. He had a down year. Um, but 
before last year, you're probably putting Carlos Correa somewhere in the top 25. Which is crazy. Not a great year last year. Mm -mm. 230, 18 homers, 65 RBIs, 29 doubles, some injuries mixed in there, some missed time. That's not Carlos Correa. It's the player before, and mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to leave Carlos off of a top 50 list because of a down year. Carlos is great. He's a stud. He's one of the better shortstops in baseball. And unless he, again, has another really down year, I'm going to classify that year, and I'm going to chalk last year up to a bit of an outlier, yeah. just a down year. Carlos Correa will be back this year for the Minnesota Twins and will be a really good player and the best offensive player next year for the Minnesota Twins. It's also not how you start, it's how you finish. And he had a great finish to the year last year. Like of course once, he did. Once October. the playoffs, that's, that's what happens. He comes alive and becomes a new player. So that's kind of what you have to go off of, the trending in the right direction to get back to that player that he was years prior. Yep. All right, let's move to number 47, Blue Jays first baseman, Vladdy Jr. Yeah, if I'm a Blue Jays fan, I'm getting a little worried about the production from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm -hmm. He, it's now been, you know, other than that 2021 season where he was pushing Shohei for a bit for MVP, Triple yeah. Crown, all that yeah. stuff he had going on. After that, Vladdy Jr. has been good, yeah, not elite. And the Blue Jays lineup needs him to be elite. Last year, he hit 264 with 26 homers mm -hmm. and 94 RBIs. Guys, that's a good year. That's a good it's season. Solid. But it's not elite. And Vladdy was showing himself when he came into the league in that 2021 season that he's elite. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the best players in baseball. And he's young. And the Blue Jays have a guy in that lineup that they want to be there for a long, long time mm -hmm. that's going to be one of the best players in baseball. I need to see that again from him. I have him in my top 50. I have him at number 47, but right now I'm a bit concerned with Vladdy Jr. and the fact that, yeah, he's good, but he's not the elite of this game. So we'll see what he's able to do this year, but I slid him in here at 47. Well, I mean, I think the top thing he did last year was winning the home run derby, but that doesn't count towards the regular season. We need yep. to see something like that during the season and into the postseason. Yep. All right, let's get to number 46, our first pitcher, Max Freed. First pitcher on the list as we get here to number 46. Max Freed. Uh, I, I, I really like Max Freed. And it was unfortunate last year with some of the injuries yeah. that creeped up. But if you just look at his numbers, he Insane. was 8-1 with a 2-5-5 ERA mm -hmm. with 80 strikeouts. I really think Max Freed was ready last year to have a career year, to have his best year yet. And I do think he'll be able to do that next year. But uh, I, I'm not yet ready to put him as a top 10, 20, okay. 25 player in this in the league, unfortunately, with that injury last year. We'll see what's able to happen this year. I do think he's one of the best pitchers. 2.55 ERA last year. He slides in his first pitcher in the top 50, Alex. He's at number 46, Max Freed. So that does it for uh, we're going to do five mm -hmm. every episode every leading up, every week leading up to the season. But our top 50 players for the 2024 season is underway with JT Real Muto, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa, Vladdy Jr., and Max Freed. All right, we're going to wrap up today's show with some fan questions. Uh, we got some good ones. Okay. As we mentioned, we love hearing from you guys, so always tweet at us at Flippin' Bats Pod, but let's get to our first fan question here today, which is, should the Padres be getting greedy with Soto, or is that going to hurt them since they're asking for so much? Hear me out. Okay. Great question. Yes, they should absolutely be greedy with Juan Soto. Let's take a step back 
to just uh, two seasons ago okay. when the Padres traded the farm to yeah. get Juan Soto. Okay? You traded away so much. With what's out there at this point, you should absolutely be greedy mm -hmm. with Juan Soto. Don't trade the farm and then expect much less. I get there's less control, but hear me out. If you don't feel like you get the perfect offer for Juan Soto this offseason, within the next few weeks, don't trade him. Have him in your lineup. And if you, for some reason, get to the, the trade deadline and you're out of contention this year or not having the year you wanted again, you're going to be able to get him for about the same thing that it sounds like he's going for right now. The only real offers we've heard out there are, are from the Yankees and how they've gotten to the point where they're exchanging names, mm -hmm. but they're not there yet. And it seems like the Padres have pulled back a little bit because they don't like what the Yankees are offering. Yeah. So... Just, Blue Jays, too, a little in the conversation. Yeah, there's definitely teams in the conversation here. But to answer the question, you should absolutely be greedy. You gave up a lot to get him. Yeah. He's one of the best young hitters in the game of baseball. Let's not forget, Juan Soto is still one of the youngest players in the game of baseball. Juan Soto's younger than Julio Rodriguez. That's crazy. I mean, he's one of the younger players in baseball still. He's just been around for a long time. So everybody's like, yeah. I mean, he's a, a savvy vet. No, he's not. Uh -uh. He's not even to his prime. He's coming into his prime, and he's already shown that he's got one of the best eyes of all time, and he's in conversations with Ted Williams. Be greedy. Keep him in your lineup. You can get about the same thing for him at the trade deadline that it seems like you could get for him right now. So don't settle for anything less mm -hmm. than, than what you really want for Juan Soto. If you, if you can make a move for him that changes your franchise going forward, Look into it, mm -hmm. but don't don't take something less than you think, because well, what's the point? Like we should get him off, but we should we should get him out. We should get something. We should get something for him. No, your team's going to be really good this year, and have him in the lineup. And if the same thing happens next year, where you get to the trade deadline, and it's like, ah, what should we do? Trade him for about the same thing. It sounds like he's going for right now. Fair. Okay, let's get to our next fan question. Do you think that the Orioles acquire a difference maker for the rotation? <laughs> you hope so. I just, I feel like it's, mm. it's gone on a year and a half now yeah. of me saying, Orioles, I don't know if you're looking, but your window's opening. And now it's wide open. Your team is here. It's ready to go. You already had ownership come out last year during the greatest season for the Orioles that we've seen in a long, long time and say, hey, fans, let's pump the brakes on our excitement here. We're not going to be able to pay all these guys forever when it really just seemed unnecessary to do that. Well, okay, let's, let, let's look at that. Then your window is even shorter than maybe you, people think. Your window's right now. Yep. And what were they clearly missing in the playoffs? Two things. One of those being pitching, two being playoff experience. You got the playoff experience. Now you need the pitching. Mm -hmm. And all of these names are getting floated around out there. And the Orioles name, the Orioles team is never in the conversation. No. Dylan Cease, Braves. Where the hell are the Orioles? Yeah. You need an ace. You need starting pitching. Sonny Gray, signed, gone. Dylan Cease, or Dylan Cease doesn't sound like he's in the conversation there. All of these pitchers. Blake Snell, where are the Orioles in these conversations? It's what you need. It's right there in front of you. Your window is fully open. Your pitching is in dire needs of an ace and a number two. Go get it done. Get in the conversation. Do I think the Orioles acquire a difference maker? 
I don't know. You hope so. They need to. You hope so. But do I do I believe in their ability Ugh. to to do it and ownership to they go out and do it? They haven't shown it. I don't. They have to show it for yeah. me to believe in it. So I'm yeah. gonna say, I, I don't know. Uh, no idea, but it needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, and it needs to happen fast. Yes, it does. All right, we got one more fan question from me for you guys, and it is: How can my White Sox become a contender again? Is this from Logan? It's a great question. <laughs> really? Producer Logan on the team, <laughs> a uh, die-hard White Sox fan. <laughs> Comes to work every day just down in the dumps to hear me talk about baseball. And it's really given him a joy to hear me talk about Shohei Otani to the Cubs. He's really loving that. So uh, how can the White Sox become contenders again? I'm going to answer this without it being like a joke of an answer of burn it all down, build it all back up. What needs to happen is they've mentioned everybody and anybody is available to be traded away or moved out. And apparently that even meant Jason Benetti, who was on the show last week and talked all about moving to the Tigers as their play-by-play guy. I love Jason Benetti. And honestly, it was one of my favorite interviews. He's an incredible person, an incredible dude. And, and go ahead and listen to that. If Tigers fans, White Sox fans, or fans of baseball at all, he really, really was awesome. But Apparently, even their play-by-play guys on the blocks, Alex. That's what needs to happen. Trade Dylan Cease, get something for him. Trade Eloy Jimenez, get something for him. I don't know what you can get for him because the guy needs to stay on the field more often than not, but there's talent there. I I wouldn't hesitate to trade anybody. And this might, White Sox fans might not agree with this, but I wouldn't even stop at Luis Robert Jr. Mm. You could get a lot for him. I think he's going to be a, MVP candidate in this league for a while. I think he's one of the best talents in baseball, but what is what is that doing for them currently? Nothing. And I'm not saying trade him. I'm saying shop him around. Mm-hmm. See if you can get a game-changing trade, a, a future organization-changing trade for a guy like Luis Robert Jr. But trade away your pieces, trade away anybody, get something for them, and start all over because it did not work. And a lot of the reason for that was the culture within the White Sox organization this entire time. So trade them, get stuff back, change the culture. There's a lot that needs to be done. And if you think for one second the answer for the White Sox is figuring out what's happening on the field, you're wrong. The the answer starts with figuring out what the hell is happening within the organization and then going from there because they're doing it all wrong. They're doing it terribly. They're hiring their friends. They're hiring their friends' friends, and they're saying, let's have fun running a baseball organization. Well, it ain't fun being awful every fucking year. Be better. God. What I love is that we kind of got the curtains pulled back this year and was like, oh, it's a shit show. It is. It is bad. We heard from, like, top to bottom. So, yeah, if you can't tell, Ben is extremely passionate and heated about this. Yeah, I didn't expect to get all heated about the White That wraps up our fan (laughs) questions here. And we got a little extra innings, and we got a congratulations in store. Yes. Jim Leland. Jim Leland heading to the Hall of Fame. One of my favorite people in baseball. Got to really grow up around him. You know, my brother's nine years older than me. Uh, Signs of the Tigers when I was still in middle school, and I got to go in the locker room and, and be around that team, which included guys like Jim Leland, who are already a legend of the game, uh, but he makes it to all the fame. Here's a is picture here. I tweeted out. This is Jim Leland, <laughs> myself, and Justin. I was very, Wait. very young. I don't know what I was doing with my hair with down below bangs, my hat the like bangs that. down below Oh, Alex, that was my haircut until I was like 20, 21. I just had like a straight bowl cut all the oh, way around. Never did anything ben. with my hair. 
Uh, but this isn't about me and my hair. It's about Jim Leland making it to the Hall of Fame. Very much so deserved. Uh, Justin tweeted this as well. Congratulations, Skip. I'm so incredibly happy for you and your family. When we first met, I was so nervous. You were already a legend. Yeah. You quickly became more than just a manager, but a friend. Thank you for your faith in me from the beginning. And for Justin to tweet that um, is, you, you know, I think that shows how much you meant to him. And mm -hmm. having a manager like Jim Leland, the second Justin comes in the league, I think is a big reason for the success that he's gone on to have. It, it's not a, a manager that comes in and, and babies guys and babies the, the number one draft pick for a team and says, hey, I know you're in trouble. Uh, you, you know, you've thrown four and two thirds good innings. You're in a bit of trouble here. We're going to take you out. No, Jim Leland made Justin work through those mm -hmm. times and made him get through those tough times and made him push through a little bit of trouble later in the game. And I think that allowed him to be the pitcher that he ultimately become, became where he gets better and better and better and better as the game goes on. And I think the manager that Jim Leland was allowed him to do that. Jim Leland, a guy that I obviously remember with the Tigers, but won a World Series with the Marlins, was Barry Bonds' manager with the Pittsburgh Pirates back in the day. He's been around. He's done it all. So much deserved for so long in his career. You could find Jim Leland up the up the tunnel in the dugout, dugout ripping some cigarettes. The guy's just an all-time <laughs> legend. legend. Just a complete and legend. Congratulations, congratulations to him on making it to the Hall of Fame. So, fun episode, Alex. This one was a lot of fun. Be on standby. Keep your phone on loud. Until right? Wednesday. Keep your phone Amen. on. Until Wednesday, and I'm, I'm gone. Oh, my I'm God. I'm going to be in Cancun, so you might be solo. If the Shohei Otani happens after Wednesday, you're solo. Alex is going to be sorry, kicking her guys. feet up in Cancun I, while Shohei Otani is signing. Unbelievable. I'm gone. I'm Unbelievable. Here. <laughs> well, keep your phone on. I'll let you know what happens. I will. And everybody, be on alert. Shohei might sign in the coming days, and uh, we got a lot coming out for you this week. We'll have some... Uh, interviews from the winter meetings. We'll talk Shohei when it does happen. So watch out for that fun week ahead. But thank you all for listening to this episode of Flippin' Bats. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify. You can also watch everything on Spotify now as well, including YouTube. We're on all social media at Flippin' Bats Pod for all. But that does it for this first episode of the week. Until next time, my friends, peace.